Dooby dooby doo. Yeah. You remember that? Did you ever watch Scooby Doo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a weird show, man. I wonder who came, who came up a bunch with Scooby Doo. Teenagers that just find people that put masks on. <laughs> We're chasing down people with masks. Terrorizing. With a dog that talks at his bark. Or that's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if Shaggy had like a dog, like a dog poop bag in his in his pocket at all times. Yeah. Okay, Scooby, <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> They're just everybody's ticked after Scooby Doo visits their their home to investigate because he's they're stepping in stuff in the yard. Yeah, I mean he gets scared. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Scooby! <laughs> uh, did you ever see the uh, the live action ones? No, no. You never saw the live action ones? No, I don't think so. So, like the opening scene is uh, is Shaggy and Scooby in like the mystery machine, and there's smoke coming out of the top of the mystery machine. Oh no! So they like make a play on the fact that everybody said, you know, now that we're all grown ups from kids watching that show, that you know they were using drugs. Yeah, the drugs. Are but bad. it ended up ended up being a grill inside the. Was, you know, they were, they were, but they, were they like made a play on it. That, oh, that's terrible. That's <laughs> like this, that's this sad. weird but good kid show, and then turned it. Yeah, you know into that's, that, and that's what I want to talk about today is <laughs> culture. But yeah, I mean, and it was always like the most weird and out, like how they came up with the villains. Yeah. They were to be unmasked. Yeah. I feel like they just made it up as they went. Yeah, they had to have. Like there's like the voice actors were just coming up with the plot line. <laughs> had to be, it's something weird. Hey, I don't know. So yeah. Hey, welcome. Yeah. Hey, good to have you. Thanks for being on the podcast with me today, as you always are when we do these. Yeah. So I was looking back at old podcasts and uh it was funny because uh one of the things I would do at the beginning of everyone in the old podcast was talk about how we were in the third floor of the B building. Yeah. In the uh, costume room. But we're not there anymore. We're in the first floor. And that has a new lock on it. Yeah. Somebody put a new lock on it. Which, I'm not really sure. Did we put the new lock on? No. Just a random new lock on it. Yeah. It's good that they did that. There was a lot of fabric. And boxes. And boxes. And, and, and Cliff's uh, bicycle pedal bike. <laughs> It's secured now. They had a move. He had somebody move it up to the third floor. He had people carry it up three floors of stairs. And then he decided he doesn't really like that one, I think. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's sitting in another closet at this time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, we're not there anymore. We're, We're on the first floor of, I believe, what would be the C building. Correct. With the sanctuary where the sanctuary is attached. Mm-hmm. In the back hallway, in a back room of an office, with blue walls and sticky sound panels that randomly fall off <laughs> on us while we are podcasting. Semi-sticky. Semi-sticky. <laughs> There's a coat hook. We've got two coat hooks, mm-hmm. which is good. You can hang coats up. Yeah. And speaking of coats, what is it with... Middle school and high schoolers wearing hoodies all the time. Listen, so my ten year old, mm-hmm. it's ninety degrees more by the that. time he like is getting oh, into school, right? And he's like, "Yeah, Dad, I'm cold, and I need to wear my hoodie." No, and I'm like, "No, no, no, you don't. Nope. Why would you do that? No, 
So bad. But yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. I, I get it's probably, you know, it might be cold in their classrooms, but are you really in there long enough to get cold? I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like you would be. Yeah. It also reads like 140 or feels like 114. Yeah, like the real feel is like 114. <laughs> and they're wearing a hoodie. You're wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Even in the classroom. It's in August in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I think DeSantis should write a law against it. Should just have to wear short sleeves. Let's go. It's because it's summer in Florida. And we've Keep got freedom free. Let's go. Freedom free. Yeah. Free freedom. I guess me having a law written about the shirt you should wear is probably not freedom. <laughs> free the sleeves. <laughs> Free sleeves. <laughs> Free the sleeves. Let the sleeves go. Let them go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, man. Um, had a good good, uh, good time of worship Sunday. Pretty good day. Um, weird stuff sometimes, you know, with audio. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think overall, things went, like, relatively smooth. Yeah. How about you at South? Like, was it? Yeah, yeah, we didn't have we didn't have any issues. Uh, choir did a great job. They did. My King is known by love as well, and um, did a great job. That's awesome. We got that. We got that ending. My King is known by. He's little, known by his love. The background singer. Yeah, part. the background yeah. singer part. They owned it. That's awesome. I just told like I I even did the motions. I was like I, I pointed at them and then I pointed at me. Like, look at me. <laughs> just look at me. Look and at we'll me. all sing this correctly. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but no, they did great. Uh, That's awesome. So uh, yeah, and we introduced uh, to them. It was new, but we introduced Praise the King down there. So that's when we've done at the other yep. campuses here for the last because that's six, all part seven of months. trying to normalize our music across yeah all three yeah one of the cool things about getting to go down there is is uh kind of creating uh like-minded uh music selections choir selections really just uh having the music ministry in its totality being uh unified and uh, really just on the same page so uh south campus right now is kind of mimicking our village park 830 service which utilizes Voice. the choir right but it's also a very strong blend of uh, the modern the modern songs with some modern hymn arrangements that we have, and so uh, getting them on that page because that just fits their demographic and their people group. Uh, so uh, that's been pretty good. They've been they've been really receptive to it. Choirs learning it. They're a part of the whole service now. They used to just be the uh, the opener, and then yeah. they would go to their seats. And so getting them to be worship leaders has been really a yeah, just keeping cool them up there. Yeah. yeah, I think it does make a difference for the yeah, congregation absolutely. to see the choir up there. Because that's what somebody was saying. Like, because you know, we got rid of nine forty five choir at Village Park, mm-hmm. and then um, a lady came up to me yesterday. She was like, "Hey, there's some folks at nine forty five that really miss the choir." And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, we just don't really have you know the leadership there for choir. Yeah, that we need uh, for the time being." She's like, well, "What if they were just up there during the worship time, just to add you know body to the stage and add some voices?" And I was like, "You know." It's a fair thought. Yeah. I told her I would consider it. You know, I don't know, though. I don't know if I'll do that. Yeah, that's a hard, you know, coming back after saying, hey, guys, we're not doing choir. And then three weeks later, hey, I want you to be there, but just to sit. Yeah, and it's and, weird because you're kind of asking people like, hey, you're you're going to help lead worship, but you won't really have like a, a feature. Yeah. And, oh, and then you would have people like, well. They really should have a feature because it's an anthem. A special is not worship. I'm like, well, that's garbage. That's the dumbest thing. Of course, there's nothing wrong 
There's nothing wrong with a good choir special. Yeah, gosh, I love people that say that kind of stuff because I'm like, so does the pastor not need to prepare his sermon? Oh, let go. We could just all read the Bible. We together. could just all read the Bible then. For I mean, all minutes. together and have our own personal feelings about mm. the the Bible passage. But oh, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a bad. That's not a bad. Where's your choir specials, man? There's there's some power in it. Just being able to sit, reflect, listen. You talked about this the last. Either the last podcast or the one before that, just how mu- how powerful music is, and when you hear this note and this note and that moment, like we got the oh, worship yeah. the king, you know, working on that tonight with some of the choirs, oh, yeah. and you got that tenor line that happens, yeah, uh, man, like you're gonna hear that, and you're gonna go, man, I know that's oh no, I don't know that song, that was really cool, that was really right, they change that chord, you know, and, and change the you know, and and you push ranges a little bit because people, you know, it's focused preparation, mm-hmm. you know, on something. And and it's a gift of talent that God's given people, and so like sitting back and listening to it, it's like that's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And you're just listening to somebody use a gift that you don't have, and that's okay yeah. to not have that gift, but yeah. just listen to what God has given mm. for His glory. Oof, you know His glory. So, yeah, people that say that choir specials are just there to serve a slot in the service time. You know who says it though. Who? Other people that do the job that we do. That's true. It's not people in the chairs. No, you're right. No, it's other guys. You know yeah. why they say it? Because they don't want to deal with choirs. Because they're lazy. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Take that, boys. Yep. All our fellow music ministers that are listening. Yeah. Teasing. I don't know. Nobody else that's yeah. a music minister listens to this. <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, choir is easy and fun, but it's also challenging. Right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's challenging. Yeah. It, it brings a, a certain type of preparation and communication and then also just dealing with a bunch of different people's voices. Not everybody on there in your choir is going to be an A-plus singer. Yeah. And how do you get that person to blend? And how do you, you know, oh, man, that sounds really pretty, but Sopranos, how do right. I say this nicely to you that and you you're gotta pick, flat? You've got to pick songs. You've got to pick achievable yeah. songs. You've got to be able to read rhythms. So, Well, I think some of that, too, is uh, – Maybe a little bit less, uh, there's a lot less uh, musicianship in music ministry. Mm. I mean, because like, I mean, uh, because people, well, now there's a lot of, there is a lot of musicianship in music Mm -hmm. ministry, but it's kind of one, you know, and a lot of times it's kind of one-sided, you know, because you can be too far one way. Where you're just, you know, you got the, you're really good at putting the band together and, you know, this, you know, and that's musicianship. I'm not dissing that. That's actually okay. And you're good at pulling the harmonies together. But I do think there's a lot of like places where, um, you know, guys can't read music, you know, they can't. And, and, and there's places, you know, you could make the arguments for one way, you know, you might have a small church and a guy's like a Bavo guy, like, or whatever, which is great. Not dissing that situation, but. I think there's a lot of churches that kind of get away from doing stuff because of a lack of mm-hmm. musicianship. Yeah. You know, where they should do it, where mm-hmm. they should have it. You know, you can, you can have a choir. Now you look at all these little videos of, um, of, uh, you know, Elevation and even Maverick City. Look what do you see around them? That's yep. all choir around. That's all choir around. Yeah. You got a soloist who does like the verse and the mm-hmm. choir comes in on the chorus and there's harmonies and, it's like you're doing a choir yeah. with contemporary music. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you, though. Like, uh, you know, there's 
which I love that kind of stuff. But like, I've got an old soul and a lot of that music, and like, I get I get into some like old school big anthems. You know, I'm telling you right now, that old Lord, anytime, yeah, a large scale. I saw car a little does. clip. I saw a little clip of uh, I think it was First Baptist Dallas, probably uh, doing that today. Yeah, they were still in robes and everything. Yeah. And I was like, all right, boys, y'all y'all holding it down, <laughs> y'all holding it down. Ain't no wrong with that, but I'm like, y'all holding it down. Well, FBC there. Atlanta, right? We just got their book. They got uh, robes from they're, prison. They're still wearing robes, but they did Kane's uh, "I'm So Blessed." Yeah. Right. Is Ronnie Brooks still the guy at FBC Atlanta, or is it a new guy now? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't... Because you know Ronnie Brooks was my boy at First Baptist Jacksonville, which, by the way, I've been listening to that podcast. You should check it out. It's a little disjointed in the layout, but it's a pretty good podcast, what happened at first. Heath Lambert is the senior pastor there, and uh, kind of goes through like the rise and fall and then the kind of regeneration of First Baptist Jacksonville. Because in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they had, like, astronomical growth. Because uh, I think as the city grew and then they had a culture that in the, in the in the area that was friendly towards Christianity, then they had a real dynamic pastor in Homer Lindsay Jr. And uh, they grew up to, like, 10,000 people a Sunday, built a sanctuary to seat 10,000, had 300-plus in the choir, 80-something in the orchestra. But by the end of the 90s, they were starting to decline, like, mm-hmm. in a really big way. Uh, and then they just saw rapid decline. Uh, and it was just to the point where they almost had to sell almost everything except for the one city block that they have. But, um, but yeah, they, um, they're, uh, that, that was pretty cool. But I grew up in that heyday, like watching that choir and Ronnie Brooks was like the, the music minister there. He hasn't been there for a long time. He went to first Baptist Atlanta, but he's not there anymore. Now that I think about it, he, they, they we looked it up, but he's not there. But that guy, the instrumental guy, Jeff Granf- Cranfill, mm-hmm. uh, I use a lot of his music. He re- he's a or- arranger, orchestral yeah. arranger, and I use a lot of his his music. He's at First Atlanta, but I use a lot of his music for orchestra when we do. Speaking of which, we got to find a orchestral opener for, for Christmas. 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 Christmas, yeah. Probably just get some really joy to the world. <laughs> But, like, you know, you look at FBC Atlanta, right? So they're still doing the robes. They still have the stage designed the way it's designed. It yeah. has been since, you know, St- Stanley's, you know, gone to be with the Lord. But still the same layout, still the same facility. But then they take a choir and they keep the choir engaging yeah. by giving them these pieces. But then there's some of them on that book that, you know, are your classic traditional choir pieces. Yeah. You can do any of it with choir. It's just all in its leadership. Yep. You got to be willing to put in the work. Yeah, put in the work, inspire the people to participate, yep. show the value in it, and uh, there is a lot of value in it. It's exciting. Absolutely. I mean, the most exciting, some of the most exciting times we have are the first Wednesday prayers, where you know we have a combined yeah. choir and you got 80, 80 or so people, whatever it is, and the orchestra and praise team and bands and all that stuff, and they do one big anthem, mm-hmm. and and then they sing behind the congregational stuff, and that's exciting. Yeah. It's always great, you know. Yeah. I have no problem leading without a choir, but I really do enjoy leading with a choir. Right. I do. Like, I just, yeah, I, just I just like it. I really enjoy it myself. I do, so. too. I really enjoy it, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but, so, the arrangement of a Worship of the King we're looking at, I feel like it's, uh, who did that? Was that, uh, what's his name? Um, um, yeah. Jay Rouse? Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. Nope. Bradley Knight. Really? It was Bradley Knight? It's a Bradley Knight. Book, How prison book, yep. Okay. Majesty and Glory is the uh, name of the book. Oh, yeah. Is that the one from... Um, prison. Yeah, but the... Uh, is that... Uh, 
the people up in Virginia? I think so. Lynchburg? Ooh, actually, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is because uh, Bill and Charles Billsley, sings, right? Sings yep, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thomasville. Old CB. Yep. Charles Bill. Thomasville, Thomasville Road? or Chuck Thomas? Billingsley. I don't know what it's called. Thomasville Road Baptist Church. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. No, no, Thomasville is Tallahassee. Yeah. Thomas Road. Thomas Road. Thomas that's Road. It. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Some people call it Tom Road for short. T Road. T Road. <laughs> My. My kids and I were joking the other day about rapper names because oh, there's like a rapper named Da Baby, but then there's like a lot of Da rappers, and I just thought it was really funny, so I just started like everything. Yeah, um, it was like you know Da Fork, you know, <laughs> or like Lil Baby, you know. Then you have a bunch of little rappers, Lil, Lil. Yeah. yeah, Lil, Lil, Fitty, Fitty Cent, stupid. After the Super Bowl, he had put on a little weight. People were the calling only him 75 cents. The duh that you need is in doubles. Doubles. Dub bears. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, uh, good that's, old Saturday Night Yeah, that's it. Come on. Beating his chest. <laughs> How many heart attacks is that for you? That makes a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was Chris Farley and the dude from Cheers. Yeah. The guy who paid, um, um, oh, man. Somebody's listening right now. They know. Say it loud enough for everybody. <laughs> it was the guy who delivered the the mail, Norm. Okay, Norm from Cheers. Hey there, Norm. You know, like the no, he didn't deliver the mail. No, <laughs> Norm, but that was his name. But the other dude uh, delivered the mail. You know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Mm. Cheers. That's the Cheers song. Yeah, I, yeah. Do you not know that? I, I was following with you. I knew. Sometimes you want to go where... Hey, speaking of funny uh, intro songs, one of my favorite videos of all time is the dude singing the Golden Girls. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't seen it, like look up on YouTube, Golden Girls Remix. <laughs> this is very funny. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Find it. Because this dude, this dude is hilarious. Hilarious. Let's see if we can get them here. Golden. My favorite remix, while you're finding that, my yeah. favorite remix is uh, The Blessings. Uh, you know, like Carrie Job song. You ever, you, sh- you ever seen that one with the screaming goat? Yes. That is funny. <laughs> I can play that one any day of the week, and I will laugh. I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if, you know, I don't know like it's just twenty you know, we're not a monetized podcast, so <laughs> that's true. You know, we'll get sued that's or something true. like that. You played you played my remix on there. It's public though. Which he just slayed that. Oh yeah, dude has pipes. I yeah. mean the end the end gets better and yeah. better. Like he Come yeah, on now. He goes way up there. So introduced a new song this week. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Jesus is the Lord. Really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris Davenport. He's kind of he's been around, uh, but he's kind of been tied in with another group for quite a few years, and so now he's kind of branched off on his own. And uh, he's got he's got a great album that he dropped, and this is uh, this is an original piece that he wrote. So it was uh, it's really good. Just a lot of just good strong statements 
uh, in the faith and just being reminded of all the things that Jesus is Lord over and life and neighbors and church and the mission and well, I mean, just all these I different like, things. What I like about it is is I feel like it's real easy in our Christian communication in songs or preaching or teaching or whatever to use like vague terminology. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like over to this nation, it's like, okay, but like he kind he does that, but then he goes into like over the city mm-hmm. and then he'll say like over depression. Yep. And then he gets, you know, over confusion. Over confusion. That was one that I was like, oh, he went there. Like, you I know like what I mean? It. Like go, yeah. he like went really like, he started to get more specific about yep. like every day. And then he goes over angels and over demons, over principalities, over principalities powers. Neighbors, and, over my neighbors. Yeah, he went, yeah. Over, was, you know, it, it's like, okay. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. I think a lot of songs lately are starting to be a little more, you know, yeah. direct. I think we talked about one on the last yeah. podcast that at the beginning. Yeah, just, so he has like these, like, hey, yeah. Jesus is Lord over this. But he's also, and it just, and then it points you. But he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Right. And so you have these moments of like, he is in this moment with you right here. But at the same time, he's he's still in the heavenly place. What is it like? Seated at the right hand of the Father, high and lifted up. There is no other. Is holy, no holy, holy, holy. Yeah. Worthy is yeah. the Lamb. Worthy is the now Lamb. And now and forever. Amen. Yeah. Or now or and forever. Jesus, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good song. We thought about that one. And then we just got finished doing the uh, Chris Tomlin Holy, uh, forever. holy forever. That went really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a really good I'm song. I'm telling you, like I said last time, like I feel like uh, like Holy Forever and now we could probably add Jesus as Lord. I think they kind of work together with with songs like um um Oh my goodness, my brain my brain just like went out, but we we do it. It's it's a very God centered like uh we did it just a couple weeks ago. This is our God? No, but that's a great one too. I thank but God. Nope. No, it's the one where it's like we're creation suddenly. Oh, Christ be magnified. Yeah, Sorry. you did talk about this last one. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's it, that's but Christ be magnified. Like yeah. it's very much like Jesus is Lord. Christ <laughs> be magnified. Holy forever. Like yep. it's like this is the yeah. the cry. Like this is the push. And then you got a new one coming up after that in September, yep. which is way different than kind of something that I've. I mean, we've done yet not I, uh, but Christ in me and Christ our, our uh, hope in life and death, which yep. this kind of falls into that same genre. But it's called the goodness of Jesus. Oh yeah, and it's very simple. Like instrumentally, it's simple. The melody's simple, but it's beautiful. Same progression as yeah, just like big songs that were coming out of you know uh, with Holy Forever and Jesus Lord, and then kind of go into a song like that. I think it's going to be really nice uh, as well. And it's just a lot of truth in that song. Yeah, I just finished September nine forty five. Bro, someone's gonna get saved, dude. I'm pretty fired up. Like <laughs> I'm fired up. I think it's like September. Uh, it's the third. Maybe it's the seventeenth. You're right. Yep. And like, it's like a lot of songs about the holiness of God that day. Yeah. And uh, and so we're doing like uh, we're doing you know holy, 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 and uh, the the anthem that day. Um, what is what is the anthem that day? I try to remember. Anyways, it, it's around the holiness of God, and that would be Jehovah. Oh yeah, Jehovah Sabaoth. Right, right. So the God of angel armies. Yes. And um and uh so it's just like God's greatness, his holiness, he's set apart, he's above everything. And then it kind of resolves into like the worship set after that resolves in the holy ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me tell you a story. Okay. Tell me. So I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this about me. And I don't want it to change the way you think about me or how you interact with me. Not much you, can do that at when this you point, find so. when you find this information out. 
Because it's, you know, sometimes when you learn something about something, it, it can make you a little intimidated by that person, you know. Yeah. And I don't want you to feel that way. Okay. Uh, but I know the guy who wrote Holy Graham. What? Yeah. I know him. Actually, we're text. We text. For Jaren, real? Jaron Davis. Yeah. Jaron Davis. I'm going to show you right here. Look here on my phone. I'm going to text him right now. Do it. I'm going to text him. <laughs> I need to prove to my coworker that I know you. Here. All right. Yeah. That That is that is a text message right there. Look here. Hey, man, long time. Hope you're well. Throwing down holy ground Day on get September 17th. You to Leesburg. Would love to worship with you. All right, let me tell you the story. I mean, you have to at this point. You can't so, just, like, name drop and then walk away. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't – listen. It's not name dropping. I mean, he and I are just kind of just synonymous, you know, when people – no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, but I was at a uh, – did you ever go to – did you ever go to a Kimkey's? I've been to one. Okay. One. Yeah. All right, so Kimkey's, you know, was a music – so everybody knows music pub. They were a music distributor. Mm-hmm. All the publishers would sell their music through Kempke's. Now those days have kind of passed with digital and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, uh, but every year they would host a big mm-hmm. music Florida. You would go. It'd be like three days of listening to music. But look, Jaron already wrote me back. He said, "Bro, let's do it. I'd love that." I'm just going to throw some exclamation points on it real quick. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. So, so him and his family, they have a singing group. Um, and, uh, they did the concert one night Mm -hmm. and like, so not a lot of people stayed for whatever reason. Okay. But man, I'm going to, and there, see, so he's, Jaron Davis is Pentecostal. They're Pentecostal. Okay. Charismatic. Right. Um, uh, and, um, but let me tell you, dude, that concert, it was so good. It wasn't really a concert, man. It was, it was a worse, it was just time of worship mm-hmm. with him, but it was a concert cause they were the group yeah. know, leading. He, first off, I mean, they were all just uber talented, perfect harmonies, you know, he, and they write like all their own stuff, mm-hmm. like in the presence of Jehovah, Holy Grant, you know, I mean, just, yeah. you know. Gosh, that's that's one of my faves. In the presence of Jehovah, Ooh. oh, dude, yes, yes, that's one of my faves. Yes, just even just not even to lead it, just to be in just, it, just to, to be, be in it. any worship space yes. when that song is sung. Just to be in it, hear some parts just yeah. in the room around you. Oh man, presence. that that's one that. I don't get teary eyed very often, boom, boom, boom. but that's one of those ones like in that yeah. that moment of worship. Like, gets I'm like it gets me. I'm just yeah, like, man. this is so yeah. good, dude. That night was just I was just overwhelmed yeah. just that whole night. I just had I think I was just had my hands up just singing for like hour and a half, just yeah. just soaking it in. And he's so cool. Their family's so kind, and and he's down to earth. He's a real deal, you know. Just a good dude. Um, but you know that. We're so on that that Sunday that I was talking about. Um, we're doing those leading into that holy ground. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be nice, man. Because mm-hmm. it's nice sometimes uh, when you throw back to a you know songs that maybe you haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. You kind of hear it kind of unexpectedly, you know. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah. 
just kind of hits you in that that nice place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, but man, we um got we got uh, nine forty five planned out. I we're coming up. We're doing the longer I serve them, the sweeter it grows. And um, and man, let me tell you, dude. Um, that song is that's probably not as familiar for you. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, yeah. just because it, I know it. I've not done it's it. In a, the, it's a in ton. the vein of popular hymns, yeah. but it's like on the outskirts of it, you know. Yeah. But like, just because of my upbringing, it's like you know, I know all those. So, um, but yeah, just the the chorus, like, since I gave my life to Jesus, the longer I serve Him, the sweeter He grows. And of course, the longer I serve Him, the sweeter He grows. The more that I love Him, more love He bestows. Each day is like heaven. My heart overflows the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. I mean, that's just good. Yeah. That's just yeah. good, right? When I was in Alabama, that was one of their favorite ones. Uh, we did uh, every other Monday, we'd go to the nursing home. Oh, yeah. And we'd have a packet. And that one was in that was in the packet every yeah, time. Man. Like, in, oh, yeah. And every single one, we would pull different packets out. Every single one of the packets, that's the, the closing song we would sing. So That's awesome. With a bunch of, a bunch of folks that were just... Sitting around a piano, yeah, in a nursing home. But that one, so I learned that at that facility with some of our uh, singers and musicians from the church really I was cool. at. That's really so cool. I'd never heard it, and they're like, hey, "Do you know this one?" Like, no, they're like, "All right, we're gonna teach it to you." And then, <laughs> and then the next Monday, I had to, I had to lead it. Lead it, yep. yeah. So, hey, we taught it to you. Time for you to sing. Time it. for you to do it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, I'm on it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It's a, man. it's a sweet song. Yeah, I love that. So that one and uh, what was the other one that they wanted to do all the time? I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. Yeah, that. in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder yeah. we'll never more wander, but walk so. the streets that are pure as gold. You know, they love. They always love that one too. That was another. That was another one that was good. It is funny because like. Uh, uh, Samuel, you know, plays on Sunday, and Samuel knows like like a like a ton of songs. Yeah, and like I throw the I, I make the guy work too because like you know I'll I'll run for, like I'll be like like I'll get a song in my head and I'll just start singing it, you know, and he'll chase you know he'll chase me. Yeah, but it is funny because like sometimes I'll try to set up a song and in my mind like I'm trying to set it up to where maybe it's just kind of like a. Like a like a soft ballad kind of feel mm-hmm. to like just kind of get into it. Yeah. But that boy will be ready to play. And I'm like, oh, gosh. All right, well, that's not the feel I was going for. He gets all excited, man, and he gets running with it. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, well, that's how we're going to do it. All right, no problem. I'm excited to see you do, was it this week, is it Since Jesus Came Into My Heart? Kind of what he's gonna do on a song oh, like that, but it's gonna be wild. But yeah. I want to, I want it to be, I want that one to be wild. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, I'm just thinking, like his playing style with a song like that, you're, it's gonna be so, really good. So when I was a kid, one of my favorite songs to sing was "Wonderful Grace of Jesus." Do you know that one? I know it. I've, I've not so, done it, but I know it. So the verses like "Wonderful Grace of Jesus, greater than all our sin." How can my tongue describe it? Where shall grace begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free. Where well, the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me, right? Yeah. And then it goes to actually in the chorus, it goes to like two or three parts where they're different, like antiphonal kind of like these parts. Yeah. It's like "Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper um, than um, the mighty roll." 
rolling sea. Wonderful grace. And under that's like Let's go. It's so much fun. I remember being at church. That was one advantage to like hymn book singing back in the day and everybody kinda learned yeah. to read music a little bit. Yeah. And and so like you would you would have like you would have parts. Did I tell you what I did here one time at nine forty five? I don't think I did. I handed out I found a song I liked that wasn't anywhere. And I wanted to teach it to the 945 group. Okay. And so on their way in, like a bulletin, I handed them a piece of sheet music for this song that I really liked. And I can't remember what it was, but it was a beautiful song. And um, I handed it out to everybody. So there was like four or 500 people at the time, like a nine, 945. So they all had the sheet music. I was like, hey, and this is when we had more time. So I was like, hey, I'm going to teach you this song. I was like, how many, how many, uh, how many altos do I got? You know, people raise their hand. How many sopranos I got? You know, how many? And I had taught the choir this song already. How many? And there was orchestration too. I think I actually arranged it. I did arrange it for orchestra. And how many basses? How many centers? You know, so we got everybody. It's like, hey, here's your part. And we sang this one. We sang that one. We sang all four parts, you know. And then we came back and we sang it together as a hymn, like as a congregation. Yeah. It was really cool. That's really cool. It was pretty neat. That is awesome. You did that a uh, few first Wednesday prayers ago too for the doxology. Yeah. You taught everybody, all right, hold on. And uh, so what this means, unison here, and what we're going to do this, yeah. and what unison means. And they're like, all right, and then I need my altos to go here, tenor, you know, and you, yeah. you went through the parts, and you're like, all right, so it's four phrases, you know. And, and then, then unison, and then, yeah. yeah. You went through the whole thing, and it was awesome. It was cool. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool when, when it all came together. I yeah. remember that. That was a lot of I might We might do that again in the next, Let's at go. the next First Wednesday Prayer. We should totally do that. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are a lot of fun, but that was cool. That was cool teaching everybody that music, you know, and like, you know, there's, that, that was just really neat. Yeah. Um, it's one thing that's great about our church too, is that we, you know, our, our leadership cliff gives us the, like trust us and gives us the space. Absolutely. Like to do stuff, yeah. like to like try stuff out. Yeah. You know, without being. You're not stuck in the lane either. You know, a lot of guys that are in our position, sadly get stuck in a lane and it's because of either you know their upbringing and or the leadership that's over top of them, and they get stuck, and then they just they miss out on moments like what we just talked about, right? Because they just they don't know how to facilitate a moment like that. They don't know how to bring up a song. It goes back to the musicianship of it, and it also just comes back to they just don't have the freedom to have a cool moment yep. with their church congregation like that. Because there is a people group that. You know, if you even if you are in a modern setting, there's a people group in that room that still grew up as a kid singing the old rugged cross or it is well or how great thou art. And if you pulled that out and slowed it down and Mm -hmm. simplified it and just let the the parts that they remember singing as kids hearing in their church pews. Yeah, there's some there's some sweet opportunity for some genuine worship to take place. Not that it doesn't happen in the modern setting. But I do feel like there's a lot of guys that just they they can't. Yeah, they can't, and I think they miss out. I think yeah. they miss out too. Yeah, I think they write it off. You know. Yeah. I think in the same way we got mad because well, I didn't really you know I didn't really get mad, but I got annoyed having to talk about it. But I wasn't mad about it. But in the same way that for a long time traditionalists kind of would write off modern music and we kind of judged them for it, you know, yeah. and you would be like, oh, you know, you just don't like, you know, whatever, change or whatever. But at the same time, I think modern, you know, modern music guys, you know, write off a lot of mm-hmm. great, great traditional Absolutely. stuff yeah. when you can use it all. And I'm telling you, what's interesting is, is that it's, you know, it's coming back. Yeah. Like these guys are rewriting, reusing, mm-hmm. using these texts. A lot of some of the newer, you know, songs that are coming out are written in in stanza hymn style, mm-hmm. 
stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you did. Let's see. You did just as good, which is uh, you know, kind of a out of the box new song. It is a little out of the box. It's yeah. it's different. But then you went into you know, come, come now, found right. And I will build every, an altar, stack yeah. of stone by stone, because every Ebenezer says I've never been alone. Yeah. Here I raise mine Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I'm come. Yeah. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to her at my home. So that and I've talked about that that song. I mean that song is one of my favorite hymns of all times. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite favorites is "Be Thou My Vision." Yeah, dude, hey, that's uh, November's first Wednesday prayers. Dude, be that vision, oh, dude, vision, that, that from the holding on to me collection. Yes, <laughs> dude, I love that song so much. I love that arrangement so much. Like it's so good. I can't even. The next first Wednesday prayers. Let's see. Are gonna be so good. Oh, worship the King with that huge. Right. Look port, at us, or, man. Like, We're just going old. Or orchestral like right. opener with yeah. the beautiful just part writing oh, yeah. vocally that's going to happen care. and then you've got center of my joy which is a little bit of a modern Jesus. piece but it's got that oh. kind of black gospel yeah. swoop and just, just lay back and then you go into be thou my vision oh boy be thou my vision is so good <laughs> dude center of my joy though i'm fired up about that that one's just, uh, that's one of my favorite ones we do for the florida worship choir like that's my favorite song of the whole yeah like 15 songs that we do like that, yeah. that i look forward to that song yeah so yeah yeah man i it's so good it's so good but be that my vision so let me tell you a story i got a story i'm gonna tell you a story tell me so i was in uh, college and we were uh doing um we had a mail corral trip to upstate new york and uh we were gonna do uh we're singing some churches and then we were gonna lead worship for some events and then we're gonna do like some worship leading kind of workshops and stuff like that. And at, at this point, I really was not an experienced worship leader at all, like at all. You know, I was 22, 23, just in college. Um, and so, like, uh, I got tasked to lead worship for this church, and I think it was up in Ithaca uh, in upstate New York. Ithaca. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we were at this church. And we had already led some songs, and and I was I had already led some songs, and we we got I was going to lead "Be That My Vision," and um, everybody had already was already seated, you know, due to the current flow of the service. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey guys, you can remain seated as we sing it, but as we get to this last stanza where it says High King of Heaven,' you know, I want you all to stand together." And um, uh. So we're like going through the song, you know, be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art, thou my best thought. You know, then it goes into like, riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise, thou my inheritance now and always, thou and thou only the first in my heart, high king of heaven, my treasure thou art. Well, the next verse is high king of heaven, my victory won. But when I got to that part in that third verse, it was the third verse when we got to the riches I heed not, and we hit that and we said high king of heaven, my treasure thou art like we said hiking and like the whole room just stood up mm. and I, it wasn't a thing because i had said to them i'd said like hey um i said hey like you know we're gonna stand on that but what was crazy was that i had um was thinking just that last verse and then just leading and then watching them stand up like that was just move where i just kind of fell in love with like worship leading and like just like I remember that when the people moved and seeing that and just being a part of like thinking about the high king of heaven and that that in this time together singing together we 
sang about him and wanted to honor him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it's a moment like I remember. I remember yeah. it really well. That's good. It was really cool. Yeah. It was a good, good experience. 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 Hey, when was the very first time you led worship? Was that first Baptist Inverness? Um, oh, <laughs> I actually remember this. Uh, so I did student band, of course, you know, all that jazz. But it was uh, my senior year of high school. It was Christmas Eve. My worship pastor comes up to me says, hey, man, uh, I'm not going to be here for Christmas Eve. And uh, I got permission for you to lead. The church had like 800 uh, uh, people and... Uh, so, like, again, like a 17, 18-year-old kid, uh, it, was, it was Christmas Eve of my senior year of high school. Oh, boy. That, uh, that I led my first worship service experience. Yeah, Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. Dang. So, like, I had been on the worship team on Sunday mornings, like, yeah. you know, let a, a song or two here or there, sang right. some solos, all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, by myself uh, on, on Christmas Eve at, at First Inverness. So, uh, yeah, I was terrified. I was shaking. I was sweating. I remember, uh, man, but, uh, that was the moment, like, for me, like, I fell in love with it. Just orchestrating a service and seeing the people of God just singing and responding. And that was, I was like, man, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I see. This is just, you know, there is a joy inside of me that I had not been able to ever explain before. So, uh, but that was it. Yeah. It was uh, my senior year of high school. Man, that's awesome. Opportunity. So, uh, yeah, but that's really cool. That was it. Also the scariest moment of my life. I'm pretty sure at that point. Yeah. By that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, Man, had done quite a lot, like played you know state state sure. football playoff games. And sure, sure. <laughs> get up in front of your church. Well, most on people don't. Eve, most people know? don't know this about you though. You were like starting quarterback for the Inverness High School football team. Yeah, Citrus High. Yeah, Citrus High. So Citrus High. Yeah, went to uh, like playoff games and everything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. The year before, here's a fun fact. It has nothing to do with me, but yeah. the year before I started high school mm-hmm. um, was Tim Tebow's senior year. And we played them in the playoffs. Oh wow! And he he beat Citrus High by like forty three, sure. forty four points. Sure. He was a monster. Yeah. But yeah, we we played Tim Tebow back in the day. But you were. So I wasn't team. on the team yet. But okay. Yeah. So there's our non claim to fame, claim to fame moment. I don't know. Wouldn't but, it be funny if if you knew somebody named Tom Tebow? <laughs> that would be really funny. And you can be like, hey, man, I played Tom Tebow's football team. And people are like, what? I did play against, um, so, uh, uh, gosh, he was a Florida State linebacker. Knocked me cl- clean out. Um, he knocked you out? Shoot, yeah, he played for Sumter, uh, South Sumter. South Sumter was the team that we would go in there like 7-0. and And it's, you know, farmland out there. Or it was. They'll it beat was. The daylights out of you. It beat the ever-living daylights out of us. And uh, yeah. it wasn't Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham was Florida. Um, is Nigel something. Anyways, he, was, he ended up playing linebacker for Florida State. My center was supposed to block the B gap. He blocked the A gap. The guy went right through. The next thing I knew, I was on the sideline. Coach was standing over me. Hey, Smith. Hey. Hey. You know, anyways. Um, but I did play against who was um, who was the quarterback that ba- came up after Tim Tebow? He played for Trinity Catholic. We played them. Gosh, his he was number 12 uh, for Florida. I know it. I just can't think of it right now in this moment. Um. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't Del Rio. I don't remember. Anyways, 
we, we played against uh, Trinity Catholic, and Trinity Catholic recruited our high school team. So we played them, and, uh, man, he was super good. Uh, he threw he threw for like six touchdowns in the game, and he was unbelievable to watch. I just can't remember his name right now. But I did play against somebody that uh, played in college football right after uh, right after I graduated. Hmm. What huh. year? What year was that? Two thousand. What Tebow was done in two thousand? He would have been done in two thousand five. Yeah, because I think he was on the 06 Gators. I think something like that. What was his name? Anyways, that's the, like beside the point of any of this conversation. But yeah, did play against. Uh, was it Chris Leak? Nope. It, he might he might have been a few years after Tebow, but he was like he was in that uh, plethora of Florida quarterbacks that everybody just compared to Tebow, and nobody was ever good enough. Was ever good enough you know, yeah. it was hard. Uh, it was hard to beat that man. The dude was a winner, but he was so good. I mean, the guy was he was a really good. Uh, yeah quarterback back in the day meanwhile so. i'm holding out for my boy at tampa to show up uh he's been uh, uh uh baker's been named the starter for week one already yep oh but but the door is open john brantley oh yeah yeah, john yeah. brantley yeah that's yep. right yeah so. man you know he looked like trash just looked like he didn't want to be out there to be honest with you when i was watching him yeah he didn't really take control of the huddle he was just kind of walking around yeah yeah, you got to own it. I mean, they just lost. Uh, they just lost their third receiver, uh, Russell Gage. Just uh, did something to his like season-ending injury. So you've got premier offensive weapons, Trask, like you did at Florida. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. Oh, yeah. Like you got a yeah, good got offensive line, and you just go out and haphazardly. Yeah, I threw that. Just run that interception offense. was. Hey, you want to talk about interceptions? How about Anthony Richardson, your Florida boy over there? First, first drive. Of his NFL career, throws an intercept. Like try to go super athlete on yeah. the throw. Oh yeah, falling backwards, try to sling it. Like overshot so, his wide receiver yeah, right he, to the defensive back. That's what he did all the time in the Gators. Yeah, he overthrow the ball. He just got named the Week One starter for the Colts. Did he really? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's just because he can. He's going to be able to run the football. Yeah, they're just going to run the read option. And the Colts, the Colts haven't really had that in a quarterback in a while no. either. So I picked up Jonathan Taylor because I know they're going to run the football. Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, dude. Let's go! I love that show. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I grew up on Home Improvement. That's my I, dad's favorite show. Yeah, that was a great show. So I, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So all right, man. Well, good chat. Hope everybody has an awesome uh, week, and we look forward to seeing you this uh, Sunday. And uh, to our friend in uh in norway we just want to say hello and um we'll uh we'll talk to you later worship distributed 2023